Hey everybody, welcome back to the NYFG podcast. So happy to have you all here again. If you guys were here last week, we talked all about balance and getting crap done when you have a busy life. Because I know a lot of you listening do have a super busy life, just like we do. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back and do that. I'm Evelyn. I'm actually turning 22 years old this week. So and I got here. <laughs> Part it! And I have my sister here, so why don't you introduce yourself? Um, my eyelash just came off. Uh, yeah, so I'm Claudia, as you guys know. I'm really excited to be posting these on YouTube, um, but I want to start posting these on YouTube, so we'll see if it goes. Um, my video does not, it makes me look bad, so I look better in real life. <laughs> um, anyway, I have a triple shot energy today, not sponsored, but holy, wow, lots of, you hear that dinging noise? No. Um, okay, so... Yes, um, I'm really excited for today's episode, and I love podcasting with my big sister. You're listening to the NYFG Podcast with Evan Claude. If you guys are not yet using Multi-Min 90 for your beef cattle and your dairy cattle... Number one, what are you doing? And number two, I have a few more reasons why you should look into it. Hello, I'm Jonathan Lee. We are in Inglewood, Tennessee today on my family dairy farm. Our vet introduced us to Multiman several years ago when we had a, a copper problem. What we are currently doing with Multiman is all the baby calves get a shot at birth and then we're getting uh, three more shots a year in them because the Multiman injection it seems to be more efficient to us than trying to, to feed the animal the minerals that you get from multiple. Well, Flynn, while we have time, what was one thing that happened to you this week, just really quick? Um, I don't know. The highlight of my week so far was definitely getting warmer out. Yes, I agree. It's been very nice. And... Yeah, I mean, I've just I've been going on a little spending spree lately, and it really hasn't even been a full week since we did our last podcast. So that's why I'm like, I don't even know what I did in like weekend. Yeah, it hasn't. I know it's weird. Yep, but my birthday is on Sunday, and I'm so excited. I know. Did your present come in the mail yet? Or no. 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 <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are here with Tom Olson, which is the National Sales Manager for Calfstar. And we are so excited to be on here with him today because we are so loyal to their brand and we our lives are seriously changed by this company. So um, welcome, Tom, number one. And Thank number you. two, why don't you say, why don't you tell everyone like a little bit about yourself, about your, um, your position, and then we'll hop right into some questions that we have for you. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, again, I'm Tom Olson. Thanks for having me. Um, what uh, my role is to look after the Calf Star division of our company, uh, oversee uh, U.S. and Canada, and then also we export into Europe too. So Home and Lau, who's our distributor, uh, or we're a distributor for Home and Lau in the U.S. and Canada, they're actually a distributor for us and our products over in Europe. So kind of help look after that also. And with that, um, 
we have a Midwest account rep, and then we have an Eastern and Northeastern account rep, uh, Minnie Ward and Chris Phillips, respectively. So, so uh, work with them. So there's just one of me. So I need their good assistance to to help us in the Northeast and the Midwest too. So we work as a team together. Right. Tell me, like, what kind of products that Calfstar offers? Well, we, we got started in the business um, where we had some farmers looking for ways to pasteurize milk and to start feeding their heifer calves because the they would feed the waste milk to the bull calves and they always outperformed the heifer calves. So Greg Apps, our owner, uh, on a trip down to Mexico, he rode on the back of a napkin, kind of came up with his first uh, pasteurizer. Uh, so we've been, that's been going on for, I've been with the company now about 10 years, um, that probably, and that was well underway when I started. So I think it was back in the, probably, uh, 15 years ago that he started making his first pasteurizer. And then, so we've been in pasteurizers and that kind of branched into, um, uh, dispensing tanks, different types of, uh, ways to get the, the milk to the calves. And then we, we linked up with home and Lau because they were looking for a flash pasteurizer which is a, a high temp short time that you'll see in like all the places that you send your milk to for bottling or cheese making that's how they pasteurize milk and so they were looking for that type of product and then we were looking for the automatic calf feeders and a small batch pasteurizer which is the milk taxi so so it's been a nice relationship and we built upon that mm -hmm. And I've used, I actually worked at a farm in my college that used a milk taxi. And that is the whole reason why we have a milk taxi at the farm. Because I remember getting back from college and I was so excited about the milk taxi. It was like the best thing that I've ever used. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, we need to get one of these. And a couple of years later, she ended up getting one. Well, Evelyn, remember back in the day, we used to use a whisk. She yeah. used to use a whisk to make our milk. So when we got the milk taxi, we were like, wow, we're ahead of the times. But we were literally using a whisk. Carry the hot water from the house out to the barn. To yeah. <laughs> yeah, so definitely milk taxis have been a lifesaver. I know on any farm I've worked on, they absolutely love them. I do know the biggest concern when I talk to people about them, because I always vouch for them, is that the price of them. So uh, can you talk a little bit about what makes the milk taxi a great investment and how eventually it can pay itself off? Because it definitely did for us. Yeah, no, it's a very good question. The The milk taxi itself, um, it, it depends on what you're doing currently. If you're feeding milk replacer and have access to milk or waste milk, um, you can get a very fast payback on it by pasteurizing your waste milk uh, and feeding that to your calves. So we're talking months, you know, to, to pay that back. Um, and then also, you know, as far as the milk taxi on the consistency side is something that it brings to the table where, you know, you, you always hear consistency, consistency, consistency for feeding calves, where the milk taxi will actually bring that into a realm where it's always mixed properly. Uh, and, and also it'll be, it'll always be the right temperature when you go to feed calves and you'll do it very quickly. So that, so that is kind of to help justify the cost of a milk taxi because you're gonna get better performance out of your calves. Even bring in the ability, I don't know, do you guys feed twice a day or three times? Three times a day. Three times, yeah. Feed or not. I feed twice. Twice, I was twice. thinking about milking. 
Sorry. Yeah. 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 But so, I mean, some farms actually will implement a third feeding just because, it, you know, they can feed the calves in 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, it does make it really fast. And, and for us, we were buying like $70 bags of milk replacer. And now we go from that to not having to pay anything for our feeding. So it's great. Okay. No, no, that's, that's a very good point. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we were like using like at least like four bags a day. So it was mm -hmm. expensive. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to head on to the next question then. So... We have, I think about like different scenarios that you, we probably think about when we are talking about milk taxis. And I know that you guys also do like automatic feeders and like that kind of thing. So yeah. why don't you go through like a different, like when, when would you recommend a milk taxi for a farm and when would you recommend an automatic feeder or is it all preference? Like how, how do you go about um, like kind of, you know, helping the farmer decide what they want to feed their calves with? Yeah, very good question. Um, I guess it, it it's kind of you have to talk to the farm uh, farmer uh, obviously, but if they're outside feeding in hutches or if they're inside at pens, you know it all comes into play. Um, a lot of times I will see you know as far as milk taxis for example in the sales process they just want better consistency of feeding they want an easier way to do that they're tired of carrying buckets of milk, but they're not ready to make that step to go to group housing you know, with, with automatic calf feeders. So uh, I, I always, and it's more for automatic calf feeders where it's like the wife was feeding the calves or let's say you guys were feeding the calves and decided to leave the farm. Pretty soon, uh, they're looking for a, an easier way to feed the calves. And that's when they're looking at either, well, maybe a milk taxi, you know, so it's not so, so much labor, or maybe I wanna automate the whole process and go with an automatic calf feeder. So, so a, a milk taxi is, really all encompassing is, as you guys can attest to, you can, I mean, you don't want to go through 10 inch ruts with it, but I mean, within reason, it, it can go pretty much anywhere. Uh, so you can feed them in hutches, you can feed them, uh, you can put them on a trailer on those cold days or, or snowy days. Um, and then you can feed indoors, you know, basically if you can get through a 36 inch doorway, you can feed your calves. Um, but when you look at an automatic calf feeder, now you're looking at First of all, you have to overcome the farmer saying, well, that's for the bigger farms, you know, and actually quite on the contrary, a lot of the farms that do buy automatic calf feeders are the small farms, because now you can totally automate the feeding side and you do not have to, as far as um, allocating more labor to doing that. So you maybe you don't have to hire on that extra employee and you can keep it within the family. Um, secondly, automatic calf feeders, if you're looking to automate the whole process where you're, uh, you know, where you want them fed, let's say three to four times a day, and you don't have the labor force to do so, that's a very easy way for that to work. So it really, you have to interview the farm, you know, what, what are their current problems? Where do we want to go? And then secondly is, is does a milk taxi help? Is that enough to do the job? Or do you want to take that extra step and go to group housing? And which which really brings a whole nother way of feeding calves because you, you basically have to take what you know about feeding calves in a, a hot churn pens with a milk taxi and basically throw it out the window because now we're putting them in a group pen. It's a whole different environment for the calves. 
And now we're, now you have to learn to feed the calves and how to manage calves in a group environment versus an individual pen where it's isolated. I mean, there's, there's a lot of benefits to it. Uh, you know, as far as there's a lot of studies out now, like the University of uh, British Columbia did a test uh, where they, they actually put two calves and now you're in a pen and they were much more social, much easier to, to learn. I don't know if you guys have read up on that at all or attended some of the seminars that you learned about it, but it's fascinating. So just the group, a calf was born to be in a group environment. And with their mother, and that's what the automatic calf feeders are trying to do: is bring them back together, give them that social environment, give them the uh, the you know the, as far as the body, the you know the calf. They're going to have a bunch much better muscle development, and and then when you go to the weaning side, as you start bringing the feed down slowly, they're going to naturally transform over to uh, uh, the starter and then also water. So you're not going to be giving them the extra stress when they're in the weaning process. And do you see a lot more farms heading towards that group housing instead of the individual? I, I, we're going to see it whether we like it or not, um, because it, it, it like in uh, Northeast Wisconsin, we have a lot of farms up there where our, where our company is from. And like for the groundwater and different things, they're starting to look at bringing them into confinement on concrete where you can manage the wastewater and every state's different, but you're starting to see that, but also you're seeing where people want to put them in a little more controlled environment where, where they can get a little better. Uh, let's say we just had a spell. I don't know. You guys are in upstate New York, is it? So yeah, it gets cold up there and you know, we had that cold spell of sub zero weather, you know, it, what do you do? I mean, all you can do is feed the calves more and make sure they have a jacket on where, where in, in a group environment in that, at least you control it and keep the, the wind off of them and the, the elements. That's very true. Yeah. I would, I would love to see our farm headed in a group housing cause I prefer that method more. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I'm sure that there is, you know, pros and cons of anything that you do, but I think like just talking about like the management strategies on that, I feel like it really pay off in the end, but yeah. But again, it's, um, it's more, it's, it's more, um, not so much more labor savings, but the type of labor is different. You know, yeah, so yeah. doing right. all that physical labor and carrying that whisk around, you know, basically you have something that's going to feed it consistently. It, you're also going to get the right mixture, the right temperature. And then it's going to tell you if there's anything wrong with the calf. And, and and the milk taxi. Do you have the the features of smart mix and smart ID with that? No. No. Okay. I thought we had smart mix, but maybe not. So the smart mix would tell you, like, you could put in how much whole milk there is, and if you want to add a balancer, it'll tell you how much to put in based on the volume that you you have in it. Yeah, we so, have that. Okay. We don't have that. <laughs> yes, we. No, we put in balancer, but it doesn't tell us if we need to put it in. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's, yeah, no, <laughs> you guys can fight about that later. But uh, but, <laughs> but on the milk taxi, the smart mix, um, just just for the, the, your viewers, the smart mix is actually designed to, if you want to feed milk replacer or whole milk or a combination of the two, uh, mm -hmm. let's say you're, you're filling it with whole milk and you can enter in the solids level. Let's say it's 11.5% today. Uh, with your little miscal refractometer or whatever you use to check the solids. 
then what you can do is it knows how much you put in it. And then if you want to top it up, it'll tell you how much water and how much milk replacer to add to, to get the solids to where you want and then to also get the right volume. And then secondly, if, you're, if you just want to add a balancer, uh, it tells you how much to put in. So it, it, it takes the guesswork out of it. So no matter who's mixing it, they always just go look at the, the display on it. It'll tell them how much to, to make. Yes, awesome. going off of that whole balancer thing, I know we don't have it. It's because we had to have a specialist come out and test it because we didn't know if we were supposed to put balancer in it or not. So we had to go back and forth. So we ended up getting a balancer. So if you could just talk a little bit more about the benefits of adding a balancer to pasteurized milk, that would be great. Yeah, well, whole milk on its own uh, is totally digestible from the calf from day one. So, I mean, if you're going to give the calf the perfect diet from day one, whole milk is your answer uh, because, you know, otherwise it costs so much to make them an all milk milk replacer. It, it gets very, very expensive. However, you know, let's say your solids are low. You know, let's say you're running 11 and a half and you want to be feeding 13% solids. A balancer is a good way to increase the solids, but it also gives you the vehicle to bring in things like Clarify, different probiotics, different things that you can add in, like an ad pack to add into your whole milk. And you'd always add it after it's pasteurized. Uh, and because what it'll do is like the probiotics, it can kill them off during pasteurizing, or a lot of that stuff gets real sticky and sticks to everything. So once you pasteurize the milk, bring it down to feeding temperature, then add in your ad pack or your balancer and then do an additional blend. And therefore then you can go out and feed the calves. So, so really it's not me to say, do you put a, a balancer in or not? It's do you want to put a balancer in, and what are the reasons and how do we make you do it better? Yeah. In our case, we were, I think we were low on solids, so that's why we decided to yeah. do that. Yeah, and, and with whole milk, you can either two things add a balancer, or number two, if you're just looking at solids, you can you can feed more volume because a calf can typically can drink more whole milk than a kid milk replacer without uh, mm -hmm. getting too loose. Interesting. Did you know that Cabot Cheese employs an entire team of cheese graders? These folks interact with every single batch of cheese that goes out the door and into your fridge. You will never have a bad experience with Cabot whether you are enjoying their yogurts, butters, cheese spreads, or just their classic cheddars. What are you waiting for? Cabot is waiting for you on a grocery shelf near you. And just a reminder, Cabot is a cooperative of dairy farm families, including our family. We talked a lot about the benefits of the milk taxi, but if we're going back to like kind of square one, what is your favorite what are your favorite benefits of pasteurized milk like in general? Like people, I know a lot of people use milk replacer right now, but if we're talking about pasteurized milk, what do you like better than about that than maybe like an artificial? Yeah, well, again, it, it, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but, but whole milk is totally digestible for that calf from day one. And, mm -hmm. and to a lot of people say, well, we're gonna start out with milk replacer. Then when they get older, we're gonna switch them over to milk, you know, over to whole milk. And actually, I, I, I would do it opposite. If, if you're short on milk, I would give that whole milk to your calves that are, you know, between one and two to three weeks old. And then uh, maybe a, a, a milk replacer when they're older, when they, when they do have the enzymes built up uh, and be able to digest everything fully. Uh, so I think you can better mix on that side. So really, it, it comes down to uh, what do you want going into the calf? Uh, what this calf is your future 
And, you know, and, and I'm even a proponent not to just talk about waste milk, but actually to even pull milk out of the tank to feed the calves, especially in these times where now uh, you're hearing rumors of, of some of the milk plants looking, uh, you know, hey, you're going to have to limit your production, you know, and, and up in Canada, we have a lot of that issue where they're quota. And so if they're over quota, they, they have to find another use for their milk or get docked for it. So there's a, you know, a lot of different financial reasons for doing it. Um, you know, so whether you're overproduction or if you just really want to get pump pump some good milk into that calf and get some good rate of gain out of that uh, whole milk. But again, there's there's a lot of good milk replacer out there too. It's it's not me and our company's uh, decision or try to steer you in either direction, but whatever you want to do, we want to help you do it as best you can. My question about that is we post both milk taxi and then a lot of people say, why are you even pasteurizing it? Why don't you just feed it raw like regular? Why don't we do that? Yeah, with the with raw milk, and, and a lot of people do it, uh, uh, but the thing is, is if you want to kill off the pathogens, especially like the, you know, the leucosis, yonis, mycoplasma, you can break that cycle with with a pasteurizer versus raw milk. And plus you're reducing that bacteria load on the calf, you know, so it is a baby. And so, so really what you want to do is feed it the best product available. So if we can get rid of that bacteria load uh, and then also kill off any pathogens that can come in that can affect it in its future, I think it's just another safeguard in, in making sure that that calf has its best chance at it getting past the weaning stage and becoming a long-term a heifer, heifer and staying in the herd. Yes, I love that. So hopefully anybody that was wondering about that just got filled in. <laughs> and my other question, my last one was, so milk taxes are kind of like a big machine. And that was like one of my first worries about on our farm, because we don't have like people coming out there to like check on it every day. So what happens if it like breaks down? Is it easy to like get a hold of somebody? Do you send a tech out? I know a lot of people are concerned about that. Yeah. Well, it, it, it kind of depends on where you're at. If you're in an area where we have a dealer, and in your case, you too have a, a, a very strong dealer. And so they would have the full inventory of spare parts. And quite often, our dealers will have a loaner. So let's say they do come out and there's something wrong with it, or it, 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 it was a reoccurring problem that they can't fix. So then what they'll do is bring a loaner out and let you use that and take it back to the shop and actually fix it correctly. Do it. Will they never fail? No, I can't say that. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a dealer network. But it's it is a it's a mechanical piece of equipment, and it does take training. And so our dealers are required to take. Uh, we have online training, and then we also have in-person training. And we just had uh, people out in your area doing a training with some of your dealers. Um, so so we do right now. It's quite often we go to places just because of the, the COVID and everything else going on. But uh, so it has, it has kind of turned the, the training side upside down, same on the sales side. We, we can't get out as much. Uh, you know, people are kind of limiting that. Um, but no, it, it's, it's, it's a piece of equipment and you do need uh, someone that, that is qualified to fix it and you need spare parts for it. Um, not that you're going to have a lot of troubles, but if something does happen, you need someone to fix it. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Right, because you can't just stop using it one day. You need it like that many times a day that you're going to be feeding. So no, it's like your milking equipment. You know, it needs to work right. every day. Exactly. Yep. Right, right, right. Um, okay. So what are your like favorite 
maybe features of the milk taxi or what is like some advice that you have for people that are feeding with a milk taxi? Like, um, just like one piece of takeaway information or actually however many pieces you want. So. <laughs> Well, I, I guess I would I would say that if if you're looking for a, a means to consistently feed your calves, make sure it always mixes correctly. Make sure that that it's always the right temperature and that you're able to feed the calves. So when you do hit that dispense button, you're always getting the correct amount out. So if you're filling buckets and a calf's got its head in there, so if it's drinking while you're filling it, you know what I mean. When you're doing it normally, you, you don't you don't always give the, every calf the same amount. So the milk taxi because it's quick. Um, how long does it take you guys to feed your calves with the taxi? Like ten minutes. Yeah. So I mean, you you can do it very quickly, and and everyone gets the right amount. And then if you have uh, some sort of a marking system, some people use clothespins or whatever. So when you start backing off on the feed, um, that you know they're always going to get the right amount and no matter who's feeding them it's always going to be consistent so it, it's just an avenue to to make your job easier to put away the whisk or use it for making eggs uh, and omelets <laughs> and let that do the feeding of your calves yeah we use a um like a clip system so every different color clip is like a two or a three or a four and then like the two mm -hmm. obviously correlates to how like the measurement yeah. of the milk so that's yes. worked really well for us. Can I can I put one more plug in? We have a uh, a product for our taxis, which yours would be uh, able to upgrade. It's called Smart ID, and there's actually a transponder on each individual stall, whether it's inside or out the hutches. And then as you walk along, when the calf comes in, you open that up, the reader up, and so we identify that stall. So let's say you bring your calves in at day two, it'll start feeding it on a feed curve, very similar to an automatic calf feeder. And then it'll ramp over a few days and ramp up in a few days and then it'll feed and then on the weaning side it'll slowly bring that amount down every day so you're not just going from two times a day feeding to once a feeding you know you're, you're going from six or eight quarts to five and a half and, and so you're slowly brings it down so the calf can make that transition to the starter and free choice water that's really cool, super cool. It's just crazy, like to me, how the technology is advancing so fast, and how much different it it, it is now from when it was when we actually like started feeding calves. We deal with um, with with the batch pasteurizer, the milk taxi, which which mm -hmm. hands down I, I feel is 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 the best thing on the market in that sector. But when you get into larger farms and you have to do more volume. And that's when we get into the the other pasteurizers, which is uh, our flash pasteurizers. So then, you know, then we can we can pasteurize at two gallons a minute, five gallons, up to 20 gallons a minute. And so, really, uh, whether you have a 5,000 cow dairy or a 200 cow dairy or 100 cow dairy, we have a solution for you. And now, what we've recently added to this portfolio is is we have dispenser tanks that mount on vehicles. And then we took this technology from the, the milk taxi, the sensor for the weight, and then also the dispensing system. And we put it onto ours, we call it like the milk taxi XL. So you can mount them on club cars, the back of gators, different things. And uh, right now we're making them up to 300 gallons and we might make them bigger. So then larger farms can put this on to go out and actually dispense the, the, the milk to the calves accurately. So we're, that, that's Is another. there anything else like that on the market right now? Or are you guys like the first ones? Well, there are some on the market. Typically, they're a plastic tank. And you guys, 
know enough about plastic that it's hard to clean or hard to keep clean. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, a lot of times there's a gas engine running. And if you can get by without a gas engine running and just have it electric, that way it's nice and quiet. The cabs aren't, you know, disturbed every time and they have the exhaust in the buildings and stuff like that. So it's another way of feeding accurately and it, less intrusive on the cab. So you can come through on, let's say an electric club car, you could come through and it don't make any noise at all. Mm -hmm. That's, I actually worked at a farm where they did the big plastic tank and like the, the, you set the number, but it was very hard to clean that out. So it's really cool that you guys are making one yourself. Yeah. So if we make every, and, and my boss, Greg is, he loves stainless steel. So um, we, we try to make everything out of stainless because it's easy to clean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, and he likes it as a, he said it looks sexy, he says. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> It does look better than plastic. So <laughs> I think that's all the questions we have for you today. If you have anything else to add, go for it now. Yeah, no, I think, uh, other than, like you said, we're also growing in, you know, it, with the technologies and everything. And right now, uh, we're com coming to market with a new um, classroom care center. Uh, it's, it's still, it's, we're releasing it very slowly for sale. Uh, so actually, you're going to have one unit about the size of a small chest freezer that is going to allow you to, to pasteurize, chill, and to rewarm on a geothermal unit. So it's going to be very, very economical to do. And so we're excited that'll be coming out in the next month or two. Um, Ooh, so that's exciting. So stay tuned. We always have some, uh, got some fun products coming down the road. Yeah. yeah. How can and people, how can... Oh. I was just going to say that. Um, how <laughs> can people it. like easily, you know, like start their journey with Castar? Like how would, how would someone approach maybe looking into the taxis or approach like looking into your brand? Yeah. Typically if you, I mean, if you want to come on our website, uh, that's a good way to start, uh, you know, www.capstar.com uh, or talk to if you, you know, if you see any of the ads in the paper, call one of the local dealers. And and if they're com competent in it or comfortable with it, let's say, then, you know, the, they can easily stand on their own. But if they have any questions, that's when they bring our bus and our, our regional reps in to try to help them, like designing calf barns. What do you want to do with ventilation? Different things. So we, we can bring that to the table. Uh, our Midwest rep, uh, Minnie Ward, is a calf specialist, so she also, she can come on farm and do audits and different things, trying to track down, you know, what your issues are. So technically and sales-wise, we'll definitely help you. And then follow-up, we have a very strong uh, support staff that, that, that can make sure you keep your products working. Well, thank you very, very much, Tom, for coming on and spending a little bit of time with us and letting us know why we chose the right decision for a milk taxi. Um, like we said, we, it has literally been a life changer for us and uh, we'll never go back to our old ways and we're just going to keep on advancing. So thank you again for coming on. All right. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Yeah.